and welcome to Nose to Nose. I wanted to take a quick second to apologize for the audio in this episode. We had a bit of issues with our microphone that I tried my best to edit out, but this was as best as I could in terms of audio quality, so I do apologize for that. I also do want to say thank you for everyone who has supported us thus far and listened to our episodes. We have many more to come. Enjoy. Hello, I am Gino Suarez. Gino Suarez and Michael Kutza. Today, today we're going to cover two films, Spider-Man, and you made me go see the Ricardo. Was it Being, being the Ricardos? Being is it? the Ricardos. Being the Ricardos. Spider-Man. Uh, it cost 21 bucks a ticket to go see it in IMAX. That, that it did. It did. I thought, well, I was going to see it. I was going to see the biggest screen that's around, which was okay, big, big wise. Didn't we go to the movie on Western? Yeah, it was a... Regal Theater, I think. I gotta tell you, I'm I'm a fan of Spider-Man movies, and I, I liked Tobey Maguire, and I liked uh, Andrew Garfield. But this kid, um, he's very talented. But now that he's the proper age, so you had Tobey was an adult pretending to be a teenager. Andrew Garfield is more of an adult pretending to be a teenager, 16, 17 years old. Now you have a kid who's 20 years old, 21, who truly is a teenager in the movie, and he's absolutely stupid and naive and and very irritating. <laughs> Well, isn't that what Spider-Man movies are? I didn't think they were in the, in the year. I thought he was re- relatively intelligent and saving the world. This guy's an asshole. Excuse me. And irrit- and we saw that we saw that thing with what? What about how many people in that theater? Five, six hundred? No way. It was maybe a hundred and fifty. That IMAX theater is huge. We yeah, but there wasn't six hundred people in there. It was jammed. It felt like it when they started clapping. It was jammed, and they they thir- the age bracket they they loved every inch of it. The age bracket was adults. That was a lot of them were adults. Those they were applauding every time something new happened. Like they knew everybody up there, and they're going nuts. And I'm just bored to death. Yeah, that, same old, same old story. Bringing back all these people. I'm glad you're saying all this because every time I talk about a movie, everyone on the podcast wants to climb down my throat. So I'm glad you were not enjoying the movie as much as I wasn't. Because I almost went to Target halfway through. You walked out for a while. I went to the bathroom. I was on my phone. I was like, damn, this movie is two and a half hours <laughs> two, long. It's two and a half damn. hours long. Two hours too long. It could have been a half hour movie. I would have been perfectly fine with it. It was, it, you know, I don't really understand. It, it started out, first of all, to me, he's always been this asexual kind of creature, right? He theoretically, yeah. he theoretically has his girlfriend and all this kind of stuff. This film starts out with this kid half naked. Right with a perfect buffed body, which made no sense to starting the film that way. And then you continue the usual Spider-Man costume and crap like that. I did not understand the whole principle of having him half naked. I will say this: <laughs> it was unwarranted, but not unwelcome. Well, he's, he seemed to have a good body. Yes. No, he he did. Did you know his dad is also famous? His father's a British comedian and television reporter. I, I don't know that. Fun fact. I know that he used to be, he was Billy Elliot on the stage, so I know he can sing and dance and he's oh. very talented. I just find him so irritating as yeah, this thanks. really stupid, naive Thankfully Spider-Man. he didn't end up in West Side Story. Since he can sing and dance. Anyway, it, it was it was a waste of $21, but obviously we're both wrong since that film has outgrossed anything in the world. And to answer everyone who replied to our podcast, no. I still don't think it's a good movie. West Side Story. It's not a good movie. Oh, oh, don't go on a webcam. Don't get poor... <laughs> Poor Spielberg. Come on. <laughs> don't do that to Stephen. No, I'm just mostly replying to people who thought my, my opinion of the previous movie podcast How do you explain the ignorant. success of the Spider-Man? It's a franchise. People grow up watching Spider-Man movies. And mind you, I hadn't seen a Spider-Man movie since Tobey Maguire. So when Tobey Maguire, spoiler alert, came on in the movie, everyone started clapping. 
And then, and then Andrew, they, and then another guy came and, on that I didn't realize was also Spider Man because I have not watched any Spider Man movies since I was ten, because I didn't really like them. Batman all day, DC Comics baby. I don't know Spider Man movie. I understand the I was, monetary I, value to I the was franchise. Th- thoroughly disappointed. I mean, I, I, the same rehashing all these same old characters. It was just so sad. They were like a bankrupt of ideas. There's nothing going on up there. Well, a lot can be said about movies that do that. Spider-Man is not the only one, but I digress. It just went on and on and on. And the audience kept applauding and loving it and cheering. You're saying they were adults. We they were kids. This is quite interesting that you are quite perturbed about this movie because I didn't. You did not share with me how bothered you were. I shared with I'm you a, how I'm bothered fa- I was. I'm a fan of Spider-Man, and this thing was was a waste of time. I don't see where they, how far. I don't see where they no, can no, no, go no, no, from no. this point on. It wasn't a waste of time. It was two and a half hours waste of a time. Yes, I don't see where they can go from this point on. Well, it was cool seeing a lot of the old villains from the. Because I haven't seen Spider-Man. I think the last Spider-Man I saw was Venom. So it was cool to see Tobey Maguire and the villain from the Tobey Maguire movies, uh, William Dafoe. But William is very, very. Soft. I think that was the only nostalgia I had for it. But I haven't seen any of the new Spider-Mans, and I didn't care. So I mostly was going to placate and like you wanted to go see it. So I'm like, Absolutely. let's go see it. Absolutely, and, and I want I, to see it on the biggest screen possible. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it definitely could have done without it. But the interesting part of that conversation that we were having before was. How Disney or Mar someone a big studio I think it might have been Disney no it was Sony Sony had Sony, the ability so, Sony has this film. Sony owns Spider Man or has the rights to Spider Man and had the ability at the time to buy the did rest they, did, of the superheroes didn't, didn't they buy Marvel no they didn't Disney bought Marvel oh. because Sony only thought that the valuable one was Spider Man because of the games that come with Spider Man and the movies which. Uh, this and, is these are all games too. Yeah, so a, a lot of Spider-Man games are what's really popular because that's what the franchise makes a lot of its mm-hmm. money on are the games. Okay. So Sony only bought Spider-Man thinking that the other value superheroes weren't worthy. Well, look, this thing. But is, Marvel made bought a, them all. A billion dollars. Well, look how many movies and how many spin-offs Marvel has had from Disney and how much money Disney has made from them. That was like one of the biggest mistakes that Sony has ever made when it came to mergers and acquisitions. Although, buying Spider-Man for what they bought it for and Xing their money five or ten times isn't bad either. But you could have done that yeah. multiple times with multiple superheroes. Especially seeing how strong, and I don't really care, but the strong the fandom is for these. Like, there are 40, 50-year-old men and families, or not even families, just 50-year-old couples or 40-year-old couples or people in their 30s who are watching these movies. And you would normally think that these movies are for families with kids but that's not the case there's a huge fandom of people who don't have children that love watching these movies looking at the demos in that audience that night I thought they were all very young we move on to the Ricardos now this is interesting I didn't want to see it you did not you fought me teeth and teeth and now yeah teeth and now there was even a screening that the film festival had I refused to go because I said why do I want to see these people mimicking um, you know Lucy and, and Des- I've talked about Des- how I love I love Lucy a lot yeah, and, and you that. always make fun of me for it yeah, because I guess I grew up with it, but I didn't care. I didn't. Know, I wasn't obsessed with it like some people. Well, I've noticed you are not a television person. You, in the recent years, now that you have the time, mm. spend more time watching television shows and text me a lot about television shows. I grew up on television, wow. and I watch all. Of, I watch all the I Love Lucy stuff way when, back. When then. you started the festival, how much TV did you watch? Well, I didn't have time for television. That's, that's true, that's but I did it younger than that. But here's what's interesting about this Ricardo thing, which I highly recommend, by the way. I'm a fan of Nicole Kidman. 
She's a brilliant actress. What's curious about the three films right now that are happening with women mimicking famous people, like uh, Nicole doing Lucy, and you have Jessica Chastain um, mimicking Tammy Baker, the eyes of Tammy Faye. But the difference is, those films, they mimic per perfectly. Here you, this film starts out very smoothly with uh, Nicole Kidman on screen playing Nicole Kidman, talking to her husband or, or you know, Madame. Javier Bardem or Bardem. Desi Arnaz. Exactly. And she is clearly Nicole Kidman. Long hair, everything. Not like Lucy, she's not mimicking. You're talking about the opening. The, the whole beginning where she's really playing herself and she slowly... She only plays, she only does the mimicking when they have to do black and white footage of the old movie. Then she does the whole nonsense. And then you buy it more. But what I, what I liked is she's slowly getting into your head as a fine actress, as herself, being herself. And then she slowly starts doing a little of the nuances in the voice and the this and that. I thought, this is very clever. I'm liking her. And then I see her becoming... Well, it, the, the Lucille Ball that we know. That's what I said to you. I thought it was geniusly directed and put together. That's what I said to you when I first started the movie, or because you watched the movie a few days after I watched it, and the first thing I said to you was, it took me about 20 minutes to figure and fully believe that they were who they say they were, especially... Because right, they weren't playing it that way. I thought that was very smart. Well, especially Javier Bardem. He doesn't look or sound anything like Desi Arnaz, exactly. so... He's too fat, he's got too much hair. And he's, well, it's just him. not even that. It's his face structure and totally. his nose. And, yeah. you know, it's just a lot of things are wrong, but and, he's and, a good and, actor that speaks broken English. And then English. you start to buy into it, which is beautiful, beautifully done. I agree. Beautifully done. The other thing, I only met Nicole... Kidman once when we had her at the festival when she, then she was married to Tom Cruise and I figured this woman is like six and a half feet tall she's about 5'11 but being married to Tom Cruise at that time was he 5'8? he's 5'7 but she was towering to the point I said she must be six and a half but she's just 5'11 well, especially with heels on it's an extra two yeah. inches and I met Lucille Ball once but she was, she was near the end of her career and she was a very unhappy older woman she was just after the second show she had? This is, this, is when, this is when she, she made a failed musical film called Mame, where she was the star. She's too old for it, totally miscast. And she just she can't sing at this time, like probably 60, 62, 63 years old. But she was old, and she couldn't pull it off. And she was here for the premiere. And there's a giant party for her at, at, at your, your place you went to, that Gina Giorgetti's. They took over the whole restaurant and murdered into this whole party for her and she was sitting there quite angry so anyway lucille ball was angry old and she, she knew she had a failed film at the last film she ever made this thing called me so meeting her and chatting with her being angry and old was the only time i met lucille ball but is she funny at least was she angry and funny or was she just angry she was sitting there being angry because she, she knew the reviews already of this movie died yeah but I like this documentary made before I saw the Ricardos, your, your Ricardos, called Finding Lucy. It's, I found it accidentally on uh, YouTube, Was I this think. the one we debated whether it was done by her daughter? No, that's a new one that was just done on Sundance. I, I, it's yet another one. There's, that's the second one, though. I think there are three. That her daughter's done? No, but she's involved. Well, her daughter, this is, a, I, from my perspective, I think this one is the second one, because she did one in 2003. When well, they were still alive. Well, frankly, well, well, they were not alive in this, but this Finding Lucy thing has all the film segments that you see in, in your film, in this Ricardo film, redone. They were live and real. But, but it's not 
It's not a fictionalized version. Uh, it's it's a it's a documentary. It's not a movie. Yes. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's a doc. Brilliant, brilliant doc. And the same authorities talking off camera or on camera saying we love them this and that and he, he was screwing around with all these women blah 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 it's all there with real people talking about it in this Aaron Sorkin film there are fictional people talking about it um, I, I love the movie I really loved it I'm glad you made me go see it I was happily surprised that it was as good as it was I am a little bit disappointed that I didn't get to see it in theaters because we did talk about that and wanted to go see it but it didn't bother me I will say I was just as excited Loading it up at my house than I was if I had gone to the theaters. I love I love Lucy. I love Lucy Ball. I love Desi Arnaz. It's on Amazon, right? It was on Amazon Prime, which that's why it took us a couple of days to get. Yeah, to the yeah. Theaters. I don't know what it did at the theaters. I don't know how it's doing in life. She's to me, she's worthy of an Oscar. That's important anymore. Think, so the the landscape of the movie industry is kind of weird now. I don't. I personally don't feel like this movie is one of those movies that they were trying to. Rack, rake in a, a, an insane amount of money at the box office. I agree. I don't. I don't know because I feel like nowadays with streaming there and especially with COVID, there isn't a lot of there is a lot of money, but there also isn't a lot of money anymore in theater releases. Mm. So it kind it's, of it's gonna the, it, the theater business is a whole other thing we should talk about sometime. I, I don't know where it's going. Well, it changes the dynamics. the The way the, the economics of movie making is changing because you're no longer catering to movies being released at theaters and selling box office tickets. They're now yeah. going straight to streaming. So, how do you make your money back? And I think the thing is like with Amazon, they don't make their money from selling movies. They make their money from selling advertisements. So mm-hmm. they can take a loss on a movie like this. And it's interesting to see what will happen with more movies where they're not worried about turning a profit but actually just doing a good movie. Well, because this is what it felt like. That's what your streamers are doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is it's also a fine line to walk because then you have the likes of Netflix doing the same thing and then mm-hmm. a lot of the things that they're putting out are B-tier, C-tier movies that Correct. they're just cranking out. Yeah. Just be, they remind me of those movies my mom used to make me watch on the, what is that channel for women? E or not E, Lifetime. Because I grew up with a single mom, so I used to have to watch those shitty Lifetime movies. And mm. God, they were C, D-list movies, but they made my mom feel good, so we had to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, that's how I felt about this movie and the direction of the film it was a good movie I this, felt yeah, great this, watching it this director he's only done three films but he's an incredible screenwriter this Aaron, yeah, well, Aaron he, Sarkin didn't he write something else he's written recently? everything he's done great great yeah. movies Oscars everything the guy's a genius his last film wasn't very good the Chicago 7 thing but uh, with Sasha Brain Cohen everybody was in it boring yeah that didn't boring. that was again another one of those Netflix movies that kind of kind of and I saw it in the theater and I thought why am I watching this to the theater and paying so much money for this film kind you of watched it at home and half ass paid attention and paid for the popcorn I'm obsessed by the cost of popcorn you that know? is true <laughs> so what are we going to go see next I don't think we I don't think what's any, out there what's I, happening I think what I want to see next so that we can review and this is just super late of us is Candyman I want you to tell us the story about the original release oh, when at we the first, festival. When we had the premiere of Candyman. Yeah, or we won't talk about it now because it has nothing to do with just this episode. Don't say, but... Just don't say it five times. Oh, I'm going to say it five times. No, not here, please. <laughs> <Can't>. no. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> do, you have to, do you have to look in a mirror when you say it? Apparently, I don't know. I remember when I was a kid, they, they used to do that, but I don't, I'm not into that. But essentially, <laughs> the next episode, I think, is Candyman, the original one, and the new one. I want to watch both of them, compare the two, and then I want you to talk about 
what your what your thoughts are on the original one that released when you guys had the festival, and then your thoughts on the new one. Sure. Cool. Well, I think that's the end of the episode. Um, we filmed it. I we will, did it. I think it's exciting. It's exciting. We will edit it and probably put it on YouTube and start a YouTube channel at some point. because Whatever all that means, sure. It, it means I got a lot more work to do than what I was doing previously, but it's cool. Excellent. Anyways, thank you for listening to the podcast. And, and, and watching it. And for watching it and giving us your honest opinions. Please cool. continue. Thank you. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.